I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just a peek behind the curtains. Welcome back to the podcast. Our episode, Ask Me Anything, all about investing did so well we got so many so much great feedback that we thought we'd bring in an expert so Mm. I'd like to introduce everybody to Michelle Michelle why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you your background and who you help awesome thank you ladies so uh, my name is Michelle Hung I'm based in Toronto I'm an author of now two books uh, the first one being the sassy investor and my second book which was released in 2022 uh, called investing for teens how to save invest and grow money I started my career working on Bay Street in investment banking I spent over seven years uh, doing that before moving into personal finance and financial education and over the years um, working in corporate finance I realized how little people knew about investing. Very common question I was always I was always asked was, you know, what should I invest in? And I'd be like, just buy some stocks, buy some good stocks. You know, I was analyzing stocks and looking at companies on my own and reading some books on my own. And I just thought, you know, you, you should do the same. But then I realized a lot of the books um, and blogs out there are so boring. Um, and so like, if I find them boring and I actually understand that stuff, I can't imagine what it's like for someone who doesn't have a finance background. Mm-hmm. So that led me to writing my first book, The Sassy Investor, which is completely, um, well, it's not completely, but it is geared towards women. It's for anyone can pick up the book, um, you know, from, you know, teenagers to uh, adults. And it's cu- it's structured like a workbook. So you can interact with it, color in it, or write in it so that it's, you know, alleviate some of the stress that people go through um, what they feel when it comes to their finances um, and you can certainly color in it so mm-hmm. that's um, that's how I got here today and I basically built my business around um, my first book which was just providing um, good investment education financial planning um, personal finances all that stuff um, that's what my platform is all about that's awesome. I we when uh when Michelle was talking about her books, both Lindsay and I were in Zoom and we both held up her books. Um, they're both amazing. <laughs> so and, good. and I, I'm the numbers person, but I also love that creative side of the opportunity to like color in the book, write in the book. the The book is full of charts and graphs and pictures and. It's not, I know nobody can see it, but I'm so <laughs> um, everyone should check it out. Where, where, where can they check it out? Is it on your website or on Amazon? Um, yeah, Amazon is the best place. It is on my website, but yeah, I could definitely get um, any of those books on Amazon. Okay, great. We'll put a, sh- we'll put a link in the show notes. Awesome. 
So when um, people are starting, are just trying to get started, um, is there an age or uh, an income level where it's like, yes, like now you're too old or now is the time or like, what is that metric for like the trigger point to start investing? Um, yeah, I guess like, um, I mean, I did r- write a book for teens, right? So certainly for teens and there are books out there like investing for kids. And I know Megan, you did this investing challenge with your kids. And I think that was amazing. And that is basically how um, I, uh, like I would suggest in teaching your kids how to invest is like, what do you like? What do you eat? What kind of products are you familiar with? Right. And it starts with that. So I would say there's really no age. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted, I was interested in investing in high school, but I didn't know where to go and what to do. And of course, like the resources way back then were like so limited. Right. Yeah. Um, and then in university, like I bought my first stock um, and it was like the worst stock, but it's <laughs> like, I didn't know any better. Right. So it's, you know, there's really no age. Um, anyone can do it. And of course, for those that are like in their teens, preteens, you need to, um, you need like some, you need adult supervision, right? So if you have kids out there, absolutely, I would recommend you doing this as an activity with your children. Um, and just start off with what do you like? Because whatever we're buying, companies are making money. And when it comes to investing, you know, you're becoming an owner of these companies. So it's essentially getting, you know, you might as well get some of those profits back that they're making off of you. So it's essentially getting a lifelong discount on everything that you're buying already. And so if you teach the kids this concept, they'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, of course. I'm buying a McDonald's hamburger. If I get like, you know, a couple, get some of that money back in my pocket, why not? Right. So that's um so that's why I say like there's really no age um especially today given how much technology is out there mm-hmm. um and how this industry has evolved to be like hey no any anyone can start investing um doesn't matter how much money you have you can start with five ten dollars a month um you can be any age as long as you're age like you have an adult uh with you um or with with the child um so they can open an account. <laughs> What um, that was one of the questions that I wanted to add to our list here was, uh, you know, for for those who are under 18 and so, you know, kids or teens mm-hmm. working with their parents, what's the best strategy to get the account open? Whose name? What kind of registration? Like, how does how does it work to invest when you're under 18? Yeah, so unfortunately, we don't have like Canada doesn't have a lot of options like compared yeah. to the states. Um, so of course, like the there's uh, the RESP. Um, if you know you want to help them save for their largest expense, um, getting out of their like childhood years, right? So of course that would be that's very ideal. Um, using an RESP account, um, there's like tax. It's um, there's some tax benefits to that, and then but otherwise, if you know, like, because you can't open a TFSA until you're 18, um, a child can't open up a TFSA account until they're 18 years old. Um, the, uh, the, the other option will be if you want their name attached to it, um, there are these informal trust accounts. Um, so there are some tax benefits to it as well. The, I guess the caveat is like when they turn um, of age, the account will belong to them. And if they want to blow their money, that is that is up to them so there's a little bit of that loss of control and I guess for like um parents out there it's like do I would I trust my child of 18 years old with all of this money so but of course it empowers them 
And it's a good thing because they get to see that their name is attached to that account. If you put your money in your own TFSA account, they don't see their name on it. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, well, it's not really, I don't feel like it's really my money, right? And they may not be as invested in that. So that is the benefit of, you know, having um, like an account, like an informal trust account with the child's name attached. So they get to see that this is, this is mine. And when I turn 18, it's going to be mine. But just be aware that if they don't, if they're not going <laughs> to grow into a financially responsible adult, um, that there could be like consequences, but... If you're doing this exercise with them at this, like at a really young age, I don't think you have a whole lot to worry about. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't that again, like my kids' stocks are in a TFSA in my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you do when you opened yours? I did this. So I did the same thing. I put, uh, yeah. I own, when we did the fun COVID investing game where we were trying to beat each other. Um, we only picked one stock each. Mm-hmm. So it it was a, it allowed us to compartmentalize so you knew whose money was whose. Yeah. Um but I like the idea of having their name on it. It's just the yeah. simplicity of uh I got four of them. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And exactly. And it's true. It's it's easy, it's tax free, you know, and you put off some of that decision making on your kids okay well you decide you know (laughs) like make the decision for me right and it's fun but yeah like it's of course like having a tfsa like using your own tfsa in your name it is just super easy yeah yeah so pros and cons to all the options right and and for each person um you know weighing out how do they want this account to operate what's the uh what's the objective of this account is it to Mm -hmm. pay for education is it to teach them when they're young? Is it to give them financial responsibility the day that they hit, you know, legal age? Uh, what is the the objective of, of right. the account? And it doesn't matter what, um, I always say acronym, like what acronym is on the top of the account. You can still put much of the exact same investments inside the account, whether it's a TFSA or an RESP, that does not necessarily determine what you are buying. That is just determining the acronym and the acronym tells the government what tax programs or what grant programs you want that account to participate in. Um, you know, that's obviously the three of us know that's such a, um, a big confusion more people and that's why I always like to take away everything and just call it an acronym um, mm-hmm. because that's what it is it's just letters yeah. at the top of the um, account opening form and you get to check which box you want to uh, to check um, yeah that's really good because I, uh, I think a lot of parents do want to start investing for their kids um, and teach them young um, and mm-hmm. I always say that you know the reason that you want to do that is because this is when mistakes are cheap. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on the line if they choose the wrong stock. Obviously, the money is on the line. But when we're talking about younger children, we're talking about hundreds or thousands. 
we're not usually talking about tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. <laughs> they're cheap mistakes. They're ch- and who knows? We don't even have to call them a mistake. They're cheap lessons um, exactly. to, to learn. You know, so many people come to all three of us, I'm sure. And they're in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, um, maybe even older than that, saying that they don't know where to get started, that they're nervous, that they're scared, that they were never taught. Um, so we have an opportunity as moms to change that for our kids. And we don't have to know everything mm-hmm. in order to do that, right? Let them play, you know, with knives to learn how to cut. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. It's so scary. Graham's always letting my kids help in the kitchen and I love it so much, but oh my goodness. Oh, the anxiety goes straight through the roof that you know we are going to be on our way to the emergency room 20 minutes later. <laughs> but they're good lessons. We got to give them those opportunities. We all get cut at some point. It's true. It's true. Um, so let's say you are that parent who, before you sit down and kind of walk through this with your kids, you kind of want to you know, take a season of life and test it out for yourself and really build that muscle um, where would someone who's a professional, let's say, um, you know, between the ages of 35 and 40, they maybe have some savings, but it was really just because their bank set them up with it when they were so-and-so years old and they've just continued on. They don't know what they're doing, but they would like to get a little bit more awareness and serious about investing. Where do they start? Like, is there like, does it depend on where you live in the world? Like what kind of advice are you giving for that? What, how do people get started? To do something like take action so they don't get bogged down by like an analysis paralysis and over over consumption of like the information online. Just open an account, right? Pick a good cheap. Um, I, I say, I always say like, well, simple trade. It takes like 10 minutes to open an account or a quest trade. Just open an account and put, you know, $50 or $100 in there, whatever yeah. it is that you don't okay. care about. Just this is exactly <laughs> what me and Lindsay have been talking. This is like a like over here quietly. <laughs> like, like, don't overthink it. Like, think about it, about like how you have well simple um, quest trade or go with the bank. Like, those yeah. are really your options. Mm-hmm. Just flip a coin, just pick one. Exactly. Whatever one you like the look of the most, whatever one exactly. set up, um, because you can always change it. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Like okay. we're <laughs> Megan and I have been talking, you know, things like, should we be changing the name of this podcast to like just do something? Like <laughs> just take action. Right? There's Let's so often in these conversations <laughs> that people are looking for the magic wand, the one right thing. And there is no one right thing. There is no one right stock. There is no one right trading platform. Um, learn as you go, right? Like start small and and make those cheap mistakes and learn those cheap lessons. Um, but yeah, we're giggling because it, you know, every time we're we're talking or amongst ourselves or to an expert, it always seems to just come back to like, I don't know, do something. <laughs> do yeah, something and you'll figure it out. You are You'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> yeah, there's no risk in opening an account and putting $10, 50 dollars $50 in there. There's no risk in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So then yeah. So I'll be like, just start with that. And then 
Um, and then we can go from there. And then you kind of start like the education process or whatever. I'm like, hey, if you want to buy one stock, buy a stock. It doesn't even matter. Hey, Megan here. I don't mean to interrupt the episode, but I just wanted to pop in and say how grateful Lindsay and I are to have you choose us to be in your earbuds today. If you have a quick second, we will really appreciate you hitting the subscribe and leaving us a five-star review. It really helps us promote our podcast more than you know. Now on to the rest of the episode. Like if, like it just starts with taking these baby steps um, with, uh, um, say, you call it play money, right? Money, that's not going to change your life. $50 is not going to change your life, right? So start with that. And then we'll work towards, you know, building a core portfolio. Um, you want to add some stocks in there, add some stocks, whatever it is that, um, you know, like the person wants to do and everyone's different. And so I always say like, um, when like waiting around is just the worst thing because time is money. Right. And for children and for teens, they have like the luxury, they have like the, the benefit, the blessing of being so young that when they start young, they can just invest a little bit of money as opposed to someone who's starting in their thirties and forties. They have to start, they have to catch up. So they're throwing chunks, like thousands of dollars a month to catch up. Whereas when you're like 15 years old, start with $25 a month. And then by the time they're 30 years old, like, Oh my gosh, we'll have like, like so much money. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I've been telling my kids and uh, we'll probably do a full episode on, you know, kids and money here many episodes on it because it comes up a lot but you know I've been telling my kids that they have to invest 50 percent and I'm a big believer in like turning the dial past where it could or should be long term I don't Mm. necessarily expect them to always invest 50 percent of the money but if I tell them 50 percent now by the time they're adults and they've decided that mom doesn't know anything and they know everything better. I, my hope is that they'll get somewhere between, you know, 10% and 50% mm-hmm. as a habit. Yes. Uh, you know, just like turn the dial way up because it's birthday money, it's chore money, it's whatever money. Like you can afford to get up to 50%. I'm still buying your shoes, buddy. Um, <laughs> what do you need that money for? <laughs> um, and, uh, um, but yeah, just, you know, getting, getting some money in there and yep. then figuring it out more later um, mm-hmm. for somebody in that situation. Okay. So they, they decide now's the time that they, you know, up level their adulting skills and they go and open an account. They flip a coin, they find a, a platform Um <clears throat> Do you think that, you know, the, the lessons that we're talking about are better learned with, um, you know, opening an account and then buying a stock or is it buying an ETF or is it buying a bond? Like, is there one product that you think those lessons are kind of learned better with or anything that you might avoid being, you know, real green? Yeah, I would say um, like, and this is, and I feel strongly about this is if you're, especially when you're starting, um, young, but when you're just starting, I say, just, just don't bother with bonds right now. Okay. You need growth. Yeah. No one has ever been rich making money or no one has ever gotten rich 
investing in bonds okay mm-hmm. and that of course that's not even I'm not even talking about like hedge fund managers and like derivatives right it's mm-hmm. just and that's one of the big mistakes I see people make is they're they have all these low risk investments and those and that's like fixed income bonds fall into that mm-hmm. and and I see that because when people say that they're already holding mutual funds um and they don't know anything and they're just the financial person at the bank's like, oh, hey, buy these mutual funds. They'll take a whole like 25 seconds of their lives to be like, what's your risk level? Like, do you want to lose money or are you okay with not losing money? And then people will be, I don't want to lose money. So right. then they end up in a risk level invest, uh, an investment with the risk level of like four. And then I'm like, you're, and then I see people come to me and they're like 30 years old. I'm like, why are you in these investments that are meant for someone in, when they're 65 years old? Right. And this is, and your money hasn't grown. This is why. Right. So not taking enough risk is a huge risk in itself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would say I'd rather you buy a stock. Okay. Not like a penny stock or anything, but like a stock or an ETF. I don't like if you buy one share of Apple or whatever it is, I'd rather you do that than to buy like this low risk that's going to give you mediocre returns mm-hmm. because you're like, I don't want to lose money. And the mm-hmm. way they phrase it, it's and that's the problem I have with them is like they're not even phrasing it properly especially when they take these risk quizzes online it's like oh are you a gambler how do you feel about skydiving are you a risk taker I'm like this has nothing to do with calculated investing totally I get scared if somebody pushes me too high on a swing I am so scared for my life um that should not be a factor when I'm invested exactly because I'm still for a short period of time still in my 30s <laughs> so that risk tolerance should have oh. nothing to do with my money conversation exactly I will never go skydiving but hey I will happily have a portfolio of just individual stocks mm-hmm. right like and that's and for a lot of people a lot of especially like financial planners financial advisors out there they're like oh no you shouldn't invest in individual stocks buy etfs instead right which is fine like it doesn't you can have a portfolio of stocks people go their lives just investing in stock individual stocks and that's fine right that's their jam they do their research they love doing that people can go about like just investing in etfs and that's all they need to get over the finish line for pretty much like uh, most of their financial goals right and then you can have both which is like which is great right there's no like you said, there's no right or wrong um, in terms of how you're like, how to invest, like what should you invest in individual stocks or ETFs. But like, I'll tell you, if you're only investing in fixed income, your money's not going to grow. So it's like, start with, you know, be okay with buying a stock, be okay with buying, um, of course, like buy ETFs, right? Especially for those that are starting out, they don't, and they have very little money to start with. And the ETF goes a long way, right? It contains hundreds, thousands of companies instead of, you know, taking $200 and buying an Apple stock, you can take the $200, buy some ETFs, and you're going to have exposure to like 500 companies at the same time. And your money won't go to zero. Mm-hmm. I don't think Apple's going to zero, but still, it could. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah, it's okay. uh, buying an individual. Highly stock. unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Besides just getting started, is there a rule of thumb with how much people should be? you know putting away for later I guess it just depends on it really depends on your financial goals right if you have a lot of you know like even if you have a load of like short-term goals and you're saving like for your short-term goals you're not investing your money always try to put something away for the long term to invest even if it's like 50 bucks a month 100 bucks a month um 
So that's, that's like the advice I would always give to people. And so, yeah, it depends on what it is that um, you're doing. And I always remind them, it doesn't matter where you're at right now in life. It's temporary. You're, let's just say you're on mat leave, right? Um, you're, 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 you're getting ready to scale down your salary and you're going to have no, you have like, like, you have like almost like half your income is gone and you're like, between kit costs and everything else, I don't have enough money to invest right now. That's okay. Mat leave is temporary. Same with daycare. Daycare costs are like astronomical. I'm spending all my money on daycare and whatever. I don't have enough money to invest. That's okay. Daycare is temporary. Unless you keep popping out kids like five, six in a row. Like me. I... (laughs) Of like daycare costs, right? I think too, like the the line of thinking that everything is temporary is also really important for people to remember when they're thinking about that work optional time period Mm -hmm. it's like a lot of things I mean depending on your age I'm I when I am recording these podcasts I always picture you know kind of like the women that and men that we're interviewing like that kind of age group Mm -hmm. where it's like between 30 and 40 in that stage of life where things are kind of crazy you're kind of an adult but you're kind of not still like (laughs) one of those things it's totally how it feels doesn't it kind of an adult yes yeah like we're supposed to be adults like I remember 30 year olds 40 year olds when I was a kid and thought they were such grown-ups and now I am one and I'm like I am not a grown-up like I don't know how this happened Um, (laughs) but as you she move says to- this as she's wearing an MTV hoodie. <laughs> I, got it. I, got I know. It. I, I love it. We're all like the right generation to just right. love our- Megan's yeah. outfit. I wish all of our listeners could hear her or could see her, and it's tie dye to everybody. Yeah. Tie dyed MTV hoodie. It's similar, it's like that giant hoodie moo. <laughs> yes. Love them. I know. So as we move through these life stages, like just because like right now a daycare expense might be very, you know, debilitating on your, on your cash crunch, mm-hmm. there's going to be a time in your life where you can play catch up. You're going to be yeah. working a full-time job. You won't have kids at home. Mm-hmm. You know, your life is going to change. Maybe you won't need the family home that you have right now in your retirement years. Maybe you'll downsize like all those. And if you're a working professional, you will make more money. The money that you make in your 50s is so different than the money you make in your 30s. Yeah. So it's it's kind of remembering that the stage of your life that you're in right now is temporary. Mm -hmm. And there's new, you know, friction points and and benefits of the next stage, Mm -hmm. but they're going to be different. Exactly. We're going to hit new milestones going forward. And that's it. They're just like new milestones. It's just one chapter. We have many chapters um, over the course of your life. So everything's going to fluctuate. Everything's going to change that your savings, your income. Um, and it's just, so it's just a matter of, you know, how to navigate all those fluctuations. How do we stabilize, you know, like our money and that, and a big part of that is just habits, right? Even if you're, you were once saving a thousand dollars a month towards goals and investments, and then things happen, you have a couple kids, whatever. Now you're down to like $50 a month. That's Okay. As long as you maintain that habit, mm-hmm. um, that's like you got to give yourself uh, credit for that, right? So, and if you, it goes to zero, that's okay. Because again, you were once saving, investing a thousand dollars, you'll get back to that point. 
Um, it's just, you know, you have these temporary um, uh, milestones that you're trying to like deal with first before you can get back to where you were. Yeah. And then there's those factors that are out of your control as well. Like I remember 2008 because that's when I first started my career and like, so I started in 2008. So that was my normal, like that was my baseline, which was not normal. Like that no. was very was, unique. And I, because I started my career in 2000 and well, I started my real big kid job in 2008. I started saving in 2008 because I was making money. And if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't be where I am now because of the exponential growth that I was subject to that I didn't, I was a baby. I didn't realize like that was going to happen. And that could be now, like, you know what I mean? Like that could be now for some people Mm -hmm. and it could be right now we're in this time of really high for us interest rates. Mm -hmm. millennials were like, what an interest rate that's getting closer to a double digit than a negative, like pardon Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) Um, it's not that it's not normal because it is normal. It's just something we haven't experienced before. So those external um, impacts to our financial situation, those are temporary too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The um, just to rewind a little bit, I want to share my experience about um, kid expenses decreasing after daycare my kids are so freaking expensive now (laughs) compared to back then like don't ever let your kids find something that they love or that they're passionate about because that gets expensive (laughs) the travel the tournaments the gear oh yeah that is four hundred dollars what crazy anyways I hope for others, they their kids find uh, passions that are more So takeaways from this episode, <laughs> Lindsay's parenting advice, let your kids play with knives and don't let them fall in love with any activity. That's right. No Do hobbies allowed. Find a passion. Okay. Potential <laughs> return if they become like a professional baseball player or whatever, you know, it's just a small investment for potential huge payoff. It's true. <laughs> high like you know risky like in terms or like in terms of the probability of getting to that point but still it's not impossible it's not impossible (laughs) yeah okay so what we're saying is that at any time and any age we should start investing Mm -hmm. with any dollar amount on any platform in any account in any registered or unregistered account (laughs) so for all you listening I hope that you got your tips for the day (laughs) Um, I mean I don't I don't want us to come across like it's overly simplified um you know and that we're we're not taking into consideration that we have you know knowledge and education that others don't um but I really do want to come across um that everybody can start um that you know if you've pushed a baby out of your you know what or had one chopped out or um adopted one or married into one if you graduated from um school university if you've got a job if you've cooked a turkey dinner before if you've planned a vacation like you have all of the grit and all of the, you know, everything that you need to be an investor. You don't have to have background investment knowledge. You have, like, you've accomplished 
things far harder than investing money right? It seems so complicated. And we look at people online and we see all of their millions and their fancy and flashy things. And we think that they must have something that we don't. But if you have done any of those things that I just listed off, you have everything in your back pocket that is required to get started. Um, I know. And I think that, uh, I think your books, um, Michelle, are so wonderful in giving people a starting off point. Um, one of my big pet peeves in the financial industry that I've talked about before is um, uh, far too jargony mm -hmm. um, or to um, on the other side, it's like too simplistic, you know, talking about uh, batch cooking and couponing. Like there's not a lot for us in the middle. And if we mm -hmm. are the type of women that we've been mentioning and that I just listed off the accomplishments of, um, we have what it takes. We know that we can do more. We want more out of life. We want more for our kids. We want more in our retirement. And we're like, okay, well, where are we going to start? Do we go and we listen to the jargons and look at the charts that we don't have a clue what they mean? Um, do we put all of our time and focus into couponing? Like, where do we start? And I think that what you've done with the Sassy Investor um, has really made it so palatable for people to get started. If you want the jargon and you want all that detail, there's other stuff that you can dive into later. Um, you don't need it. Michelle's books give you just about everything you need. Um, and then the investing for teens. I also love because it is, it really like walks you through and guides you through and tells you what's a low risk investment versus a high risk investment. Um, I just think that what you've done with your, with your brand and your, the products and the content that you've created is a really, really good bridge between the coupons and the jargon. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I just love it. I just love it. I think everybody should, um, start watching you on TikTok and, you know, check out your, your one-on-one -on -one work. Like people can work with you directly. Um, if you don't want somebody getting all up in your business, then grab a book and do it on your own. Um, I think that it, I think that you provide a really great place for people to start. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. <laughs> and I think too, like when I, whenever I think about working with somebody, it's almost like, it's the fast pass or like the cheat codes. Like you can grab the book, you can work through it. But if you reach out to somebody who has that knowledge, who, is, who you can connect with and like feel comfortable asking maybe some vulnerable questions, it really is that opportunity to get like, I'm going to age myself here with my MTV hoodie and all those things. But I remember when I used to play Nintendo, there was like the genie pack that you could put on your Nintendo game and put it into the machine. And it like gave you these, you know, special Mario thing, <laughs> the raccoon suit. And like, it just allows. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just allows you the cheat codes because you, yeah. that person has already been there or done it or seen somebody do it. it allows you to avoid the mistake and just kind of take that path of least resistance. Cut to the chase. And like, like you said, like, it could be just what, where am I going? Am I going to Wilson? Am I going to go Am I going to 
um, I Scotia trade or whatever it's called. Like mm -hmm. there's so many and yeah. just maybe hopping, like reading a blog or reading the book or just watching some of your videos and saying, I'm just going to pick this. She said, mm -hmm. that's what I saw in the background. That's what she's using. I'm just going to pick it. Like just making those decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything that you wanted to leave us with any, any points or words of wisdom? Just like get started, you know? Yeah. And don't be afraid. And I, I would say the biggest mistake is not taking enough risks. So if you think that you are taking risks, you probably aren't. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And hey, these are just lessons, right? And the earlier you start making these um, or learning these lessons, the less costly it will be down the road. Okay, well, that's great. Um, we'll put all the ways to get in touch with you in our show notes so people can head over there and check you out and learn more about you and reach out for help. Awesome. Thank you so much, ladies. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money. Either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group black is the new red so join us over there head over to facebook type in black is the new red you'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better asking the right questions supporting one another we look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines cheers <laughs>